Welcome to the podcast launchpad. You'll get another welcome in a minute because I had already recorded and edited this episode. Then I decided to add a feature. Every week, I'm going to share a podcast of the week. This will be a podcast that I find valuable, interesting, curious, or super cool. I'll try to keep them relevant to you, but I can imagine that one day I'll come across something that's so cool that I just have to share it. So this week's podcast of the week is Mary Lee Gannon's The Still Space Podcast. In The Still Space Podcast, Mary Lee shares fun and simple strategies to manage yourself so that you can show up the way you want in the world, relationships, and life, and not default to past behaviors that leave you disappointed. Mary Lee is an executive coach and has a fascinating story of going from divorcee with four kids on welfare and food stamps to corporate CEO. In this instance, I know Mary Lee personally. Her tips are powerful, simple, and totally doable. Her stories are profound and relatable. You will get so much valuable information and inspiration out of listening to her podcast. So go check it out and give it a follow. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Podcast Launchpad, where you'll learn the tools you need to use your podcast to be a go-to expert in your field, expand your audience, and get more clients. I'm your host, Kelly. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Podcast Launchpad. I've been podcasting for 11 years now, and I tell you, I have made so many mistakes over the years. My current setup still isn't ideal, but it's the best that I'm willing to do with the space that I've got. So I say that I'm willing to do because, of course, I could do more. But here's the thing. The only room in my house that I can use for my recording studio is the tiny guest bedroom. It's got this little bookshelf behind me that I may take down at some point. It's got two small windows that I've got curtains on but I'm not willing to put heavy-duty soundproofing in here. So there's a vent that I have to cover up so that the sound of my 16-year-old son in the basement doesn't get too loud. Yeah, we've caught him before on the Geek Girl Soup podcast yelling some obscenities. Fine for that podcast, because we all cuss there, but still. I used to record only when he was at school but now he's in an online homeschooling situation, so I just have to ask him to be quiet. Now, I've also got hardwood floors in this room. I've got a rug down, but I'm not willing to cover the gorgeous floor with wall-to-wall carpet. What's important about recording is to make sure that your sound quality is as good as possible within your budget and your environment is as quiet as possible within your willingness to make accommodations. If your sound is terrible, people will turn off your show. But here's the thing. You don't have to go for full-on professional-level studio sound. Listeners know that we're just people. They know that indie podcasters record from home. Sometimes a dog may bark, a cat may meow, a kid may yell, and an ambulance may scream by. It's okay. You just want to make your environment such that these things don't happen regularly, when at all possible. Because if your work, 
If you're recording from a small street-side apartment in New York City, you're going to have sirens scream by. In that case, try to record from an inner room or put up curtains. All right, so the practicalities of setting up your recording space. It's ideal to be in a small carpeted room with small windows that have heavy curtains on them. All this fabric will absorb sound so that you don't get an echo or that you don't sound hollow. Then, with a high-quality mic, you'll really improve the sound quality of your audio. But this just isn't always possible. When I first moved into this house a year and a half ago, my oldest daughter temporarily moved in with us for several months, so I couldn't use this room. I set myself up on the table in the dining room that opens up to the living room. These rooms have hardwood floors and large windows, not ideal at all. And I can definitely hear a difference in the sound quality of my recordings since moving up to this room. But I did the best that I could with what I had at that time. You'll hear that some podcasters record in their closets. You know, if you're going to record video, which I do recommend, then you probably don't want to record in your closet. Now, I mean, if you want to make that part of your brand, then go for it. Otherwise, it's not an ideal look. However, if you are recording in a small apartment in New York City, then you just might want to record in your closet for sound quality, if it's big enough for you to fit in. The clothes in your closet will absorb sound just like carpeting and curtains do. Now, if you're recording video, consider, of course, your background. And remember to get a ring light and external camera. I discussed this in episode 40, What Equipment Do I Need to Start a Podcast? All right. You've picked out your recording space, you've got your mic and your light and camera if you need those. We talked about recording software in episode 42, but to recap, Descript is great for recording audio and video because you can also edit in Descript. You can use Audacity for recording and audio uh, and editing audio only. You can use Adobe Audition for recording and editing audio only. You can record video in QuickTime on a Mac. You would then edit the video in your preferred video editing software, such as Descript or Adobe Premiere Pro or whatever, and export the audio as a separate file. You can record in Zoom, and that's best for interviews. You can record interviews in Riverside and Zencaster. And then, of course, there are other options out there. I'm not going to list everything possible. Now, when you sit down to record, I recommend quitting out of all other software that's open. I leave open Apple Notes because that's where I have my episode outline. But everything else I shut down. Doing that frees up the RAM on your computer. Your recording software tends to need a lot of RAM to run efficiently. And you're also going to turn off all notifications and turn off your phone, silence your phone, or just put your phone in another room. Being an Apple person, I use Apple's focus feature. I created a special one just for podcasting where no one can get through, not even my kids. You know, they'll be fine not reaching me during the time that I'm recording, up to just one hour with a guest and way less than that for a solo episode. I also take off my Apple Watch 
because even with my podcast focus on, sometimes the watch does its own thing and makes a noise. So off it goes. Now, when you open up your recording software, the first thing you're going to do every single time that you're going to record is check your settings. You've got to make sure that you'll be recording through your mic and not through your computer's mic. Also, if you're using a mic that has different directional settings, when you're doing a solo episode, so you're alone in your room, if you have other people in the room with you, then the setting, directional settings can be different. But if you're alone in your room recording by yourself, then you want to make sure that your mic is set on cardioid. And that's the little heart-like shape. Now, if this is your first time recording, if your mic has a gain setting on it, you'll need to test your gain. Gain controls the amplitude of the signal that goes into your recording. So it's basically the strength of your voice going into the recording. It's different from volume, and it's really important to set it correctly if your mic has this setting. You can correct the levels in editing, but it's ideal to set it correctly in your mic. Also, if you're doing an interview, you really want to make sure that your gain is good because you won't be able to adjust the levels if you're both recorded on the same track. If you're recorded on different tracks, then you can adjust your levels separately. So start out with your gain setting, uh, set it right up in the middle to do a test recording. When you listen to the playback, put your computer volume at about half because that tends to be where we have it. When you play it back, it should sound at a pretty good level there. Now, if you're using editing software that shows red, yellow, and green colors for the level, then make sure that the level doesn't go into the red. You want to stay in the green and just occasionally go into yellow. If you set, and all of this, this is not scientific the way I'm describing it to you, especially the if it sounds good with your volume in the middle, right? I'm not a sound engineer and you aren't either. So I'm trying to make this as simple as possible. So if you sound too quiet, or if your levels look too low in your editing software, so if they're too low in the green, then you need to increase the gain. Um, if you sound too loud or your levels are in the yellow or red, then you need to lower the gain. Okay. Because when someone turns on your podcast, you don't want to be screaming at them compared to someone else's podcast they just listened to. Or you don't want to be coming in in a whisper compared to someone else's podcast they just listened to. Don't you hate that when you're listening to music in iTunes or, you know, whatever, Apple Music Now or whatever sound app you're, you're listening to? I have some songs in my playlist that come in at a different volume from others, and it just drives me bonkers. It's really annoying. Okay. Now, if you're using a wired headset or wired earbuds to record instead of a mic, I've got two precautions for you. First, don't wear dangly earrings. 
they can rub against the wire and cause a weird sound in your recording. And second, try not to let the wire move around and rub up against anything else, like your hair, your shoulder, don't touch it, you know, a sweater, anything. When I first started podcasting with Geek Girl Soup, I used to use just Apple earbuds wired. Sometimes I'd move around and bump the wire, and we'd get a loud noise in the recording. It actually happens pretty easily, so be careful. All right, you're ready to record. When you hit record, audio or video, you're going to leave five to 10 seconds of dead space. You'll need this later in editing. Make sure you're quiet during this time. And if you're recording video, make sure that you're smiling or that you're looking however you want to look on camera. You don't want to be sitting there looking dead and then all of a sudden smile. (laughs) If you're watching this, then you just saw what I did. And if you're not watching, then you have no idea that I was just looking dead and then smiled anyway. um. So if you don't smile that whole time for video, that's fine. Just smile for the last two, three seconds before you start talking. I do it for about five seconds before I start talking. Also, take a deep breath and hold it during those last few seconds so that you're not taking a deep breath in when you first start to talk. So try it out and see what I mean. It's the difference between like, Welcome back to, you know, so versus welcome back. All right. It, it, it makes a nice difference there. All right. While you're recording, if you make, if you make a mistake, when you make a mistake, (laughs) don't worry about it. You do not have to stop the recording. Just pause to leave some dead space and that'll make editing it out much easier. You can back up a bit and repeat what you just said, or you can pick up right where you left off. And this is true even if you're doing video. It is fine to have edits in there. You see it all the time. People are used to it. When you are finishing, uh, when you are ending the recording, same thing as the beginning. Leave about 10 seconds of dead space for editing. And if you're recording video, keep smiling, or keep looking however you want to look as you're closing out. When you save your recording, I like to save my original recording with the episode number if I already know it, and I add RAW in all caps at the end. This way I know that the recording hasn't been edited yet. Now, if you're recording in Descript, you don't have to worry about saving because the recording is saved automatically you'll just export and save the final version. However, editing in Descript is destructive. So that means that the editing process is permanently altering your original file. So it's actually a really good idea before you start editing to export your original file and save it on your computer as whatever name you want and add raw or original, raw is shorter, that's why I do it, to the end of the name and save it on your computer so that you have a copy of the original. 
you don't have to save that one forever. When you're done editing and you have your final version, archive it to an external hard drive or delete it when you don't need it anymore. All right. That is it for today. Have fun recording. And if you haven't launched your podcast yet, and you know that I recommend launching with at least three episodes, uh, and maybe you haven't done your trailer yet either, then have fun doing your first few recordings. I just love it. It's awesome. So next week, we are going to talk about editing your podcast. So I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Podcast Launchpad. Be sure to follow so you don't miss a single episode. And if you have any comments or questions, feel free to email or send me a DM on Instagram. Follow the links in the show notes. I really appreciate you for being here. See you next time on the Podcast Launchpad.